my fault. There it is. I wasn't, this wasn't on. I've heard this is a really small group, but I, you guys are big. Look around. Good job. Thanks for showing up. I have a couple announcements for us. Um, one of them is Kathy Farless uh, went to be in the Kingdom Eternal at 12.27 p.m. on 12.27. Um, a memorial is going to be coming up this Saturday. Um, she went very peacefully, and in lieu of cards or flowers, we asked that a donation, this is the Farless family, um, we ask that a donation be made to PCC. And then I also want to make the correction on January 11th, Joan Clamp's memorial is not at 11.30, it's at 11 a.m. here. That's a pretty sad way to kick off the last Sunday, right? Let's pause, breathe in a little of the peace that's found only in the Christ that we worship. Let's have the, like the memories of this last year just roll before your mind. And are there things that you're grateful for? Are there things that God taught you this year that he hadn't taught you before? Stand up, greet each other in the name of the Lord, and tell somebody. Hey, all right, all right. If you could remain standing and face this direction. We're going to be studying uh, Hebrews chapter 2. And in Hebrews chapter 2, we, we find our call to worship, which actually he quotes Psalm 22. And so here's our Psalm. We're going to be using Psalm 22 as our call to worship. I will tell of your name to my brothers and sisters in the midst of the congregation. I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. Stand in awe of him. Let's worship the Lord in spirit and truth.
Thank you guys for being with us today, this time between Christmas and New Year's. Did you guys get anything good for Christmas? Do you want to share? I got an iPad Air. Ooh. I got roller skates. Roller skates? Money. Money. (laughs) Jackson, did you want to share? No? Okay. Well, also, it's good to receive, but did we give anything? Did you guys give any presents? Yeah? What Do you want to share, Jackson? Did you give something? Shoes? <laughs> Ashley, do you want to share what you gave? Towels. Towels. Yes, those are good. Well, in this time between Christmas and New Year's, it's a time of reflection, um, and it's good that we've received and we also gave. Um, but there, is there anything in 2019 that stood out for you guys in this time of reflection? Anything that you're looking forward to in the new year? Anything that was your favorite in 2019? Something that may have happened? You haven't really thought about it? No? Well, now is a good time to think about it. Is there anything you're looking forward to in the new year? Her birthday, Ashley's birthday, yes. Right, the next big holiday, your birthday. (laughs) That's something, yeah. Do you wanna share that, Kenny? Graduating. Graduating high school. Yay! I think that's something to look forward to in the new year. Okay, well, let's use this time um, to, you know, think about the good things that happened in 2019 and then also just look forward to the things in 2020. And I'm going to close this out in prayer here. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for each and every one of these kids. We are so blessed to have them here at PCC, Father, and we just enjoy them and their presence. Father, we also lift up two that aren't here with with us today, and that's Nathaniel and Quinn. Um, We just know that they're going through a lot right now, and just let them feel our presence and our love, Father. We pray this all in your precious name. Amen. Christ Jesus came to save us not because of our works, but according to the mercy of God, through the water of rebirth 
and the renewal of the Holy Spirit. Trusting in God's grace, let us together confess our sin. God of grace and truth, in Jesus Christ you came among us as light shining in darkness. We confess that we have not welcomed the light or trusted good news to be good. We have closed our eyes to the glory in our midst, expecting little and hoping for less. Forgive our doubt and renew our hope so that we may receive the fullness of your grace and live in the truth of Christ the Lord. Amen. Hear the promise of the Lord. See, your salvation has come. You are a holy people, redeemed by God, sought out and not forsaken. In the name of Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. seated.
Thank you so much. I could listen to that all day. Goodness gracious, what am I, what am I supposed to say? Okay, I'll get, we're, 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 we're learning out of the letter to the Hebrews, and I want to give us a little background before we read our text. Um, we don't know who authored the, this, this, this book, this, author, this letter to the Hebrews. It, most of the Bible is written at like a elementary school age, like a, fi- like a fifth grade reading level. It, except John. John is written at like a second grade reading level. Like it's uh, <laughs> Jesus walked up the hill. You know, it's awesome. The author of Hebrews is written at a university level. It's like whoever wrote this is brilliant. And there's things that this this book covers that aren't covered in any other place in in all of the Bible. So it's one of my favorites. So just to give you a little background, I'm excited to study what we're studying as the last text before we head into 2020. Open your Bibles up to Hebrews chapter 2, and I'll start reading in verse 10. And I think it might, yeah, it's going to be up on the screen too. It was fitting that God, for whom and through whom all things exist, in bringing many children to glory, should make the pioneer of their salvation perfect through sufferings. For the one who sanctifies and those who are sanctified all have one Father. For this reason, Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters, saying, I will proclaim your name to my brothers and sisters. In the midst of the congregation, I will praise you. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, I, here am I and the children whom God has given me. Since, therefore, the children share flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared the same things, so that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is, the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by the fear of death. For it is clear that he did not come to help angels, but the descendants of Abraham. Therefore he had to become like his brothers and sisters in every respect, so that he might be merciful and faithful high priest in the service of God, to make a sacrifice of atonement for the sins of the people. Because he himself was tested by what he suffered, he's able to help those who are being tested. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now, start in verse 10. This is Christmas time. Even though Christmas happened, in the church calendar, most of the year the color is green. And then Advent hits, and the color is purple. And then these two Sundays, the color is white. What other Sunday is white? Pop quiz. Easter. Correct. Good job. You all get an A plus. And a gold star. Jeff, you got gold stars? Okay, hand them out later. First point. This is a cosmic view. Jesus is not 
just some prophet. Or I forgot to mention in the introduction, the church is going through a, a huge persecution. It's going to cost you your life if you say, yes, I follow Jesus. And there's millions of Christians being killed all the time. It's, it's just, it's intense. And so the author, he starts with, you know, angels, they're cool, but Jesus is bigger. Moses was amazing, but Jesus is bigger. And then he climaxes right here and he says, you know what? Jesus was there. He made the world. It was made for him. It was made through him. First application, worship the Lord. I've been saying this a lot. This has been a part, part of every sermon. I almost, almost every sermon since I've been here. I think God is calling us to sing more. I, got, I think God, God is calling us to sing louder. Our God is calling us as we enter into 2020 to redefine ourselves as a people that are quick to lift up his name and praise him. And then in the next verse, 11. 11b, he asks the question. You don't see that it's a question, but there's a question right there. Jesus is made perfect through his suffering. How does perfect made more perfect? He answers it in 11, or actually, he asks it in 10a, 10b, and answers it in 11a through the end of the passage. Is everybody hanging with me? This is more of a teaching. But I told you, if you showed up, this is the real deal. You guys are the true blue, and I'm really impressed. And I want to say thank you, first, for hiring me, <laughs> and then second, for being in my corner and letting me challenge you. You've given me, you've entrusted me with this responsibility of, of bringing this word of God and putting it in your laps. And I want to say, as I've only been here five months, I can't, I can't even say how grateful to God for I am for you. This is amazing. I can't believe I'm getting to live this life. That's another sermon. I don't want to cry. Malia, are you crying? Good job. She'll cry on my behalf. That's my wife, Malia. How does he make it, how is perfect made more perfect? And he starts the answer with quoting the Old Testament. He starts the answer with this Christmas time is just the beginning. When anybody here with Christmas Eve, that was my sermon. It's an invitation. It's an invitation to have this Holy Spirit flowing through you. And the author of Hebrews says, how do you make more perfect, perfect more perfect? First, that perfect person or that perfect being makes you family. Makes you brothers and sisters. 
I don't know if you've ever been to a place where you're welcomed from the get-go. Anybody ever been there? Right here? Mine, mine's sitting in the front row. That's my mother-in-law right there. I walked into, and I married the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life, Malia Lynn McCandless Griffiths. And we actually married here 18 years ago. Crazy. Um, but I had no idea what that meant into, as marrying into this McCandless family. They treated me. My mom died shortly after that. That became my mom. She became my mom. Everybody, my grandparents passed away. They gave me grandparents. You guys give me grandparents too, P.S. <laughs> the author of Hebrews is saying, you make more perfect more perfect by that perfect being not being stuck up. <laughs> not that person being exclusionary. Not that, that being, being unwelcoming. He's perfect in that he says, I don't, I see you. I love you as is. And you are my brother and your, my sister, regardless of what you think of yourself, regardless of what you see in the mirror. He's perfect because he's pouring out love, family-level love, at the get-go. How else is perfect made more perfect? Perfect is made more perfect by identifying with our suffering. By not just doing away with evil, but by jumping down into it and taking it on the cross. I know Christmas season, for some people in this room, is the darkest season of the year. Because they've lost loved ones. They've lost their way. They felt totally isolated. They felt totally alone. The author of Hebrews is saying, what makes Jesus more perfect than perfect is that he perfectly identifies which, with each and every one of us at the bottom of the barrel. Louis Zamperini came over to St. Andrews a few years back. He's the, he's the author of Unbroken. You remember that? Well, Lauren Hildebrand was the author of Unbroken, but it was about Louis Zamperini's life. You guys have read a book? Okay, good. I'm just looking up. Have you seen the, have you seen the movie, that kind of thing? But he says he, he realized something as he was floating and he thought he was going to die in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. I forget, like 32 days or something he spent out at sea. He said, at the end of every rope, there is God. This author is saying, wherever you are right now, you're not alone. In the middle of your worst trial, 
in the middle of your worst pain, in the middle of your deepest loneliness, God God emptied himself and is there with you. And then he ends with, in verse 14 and 15 and 18, he won. He freed us. And through him we have victory. He, he is victorious. It says in verse 14, he freed us from the slavery of the fear of death. He won. Have you ever had a really big friend, like a really strong friend? Yes or no? Me too. I had this guy, Marlon Watson. I roomed with him for three years. He was six seven. And he could bench press four million pounds. I don't even know how much he could bench press. But he was ginormous. And uh, I remember, I just remember going into clubs with him or going out and about. I felt safer than any other time. You know what I mean? I kind of wanted to pick fights just because I wanted to see him, see what happened. <laughs> I don't know, maybe I'm alone in that. But... <laughs> That's the dark side of me. Anyway, I'll get into that in another sermon. It says, our Messiah is perfect because he walked in a room surrounded by death, surrounded by suffering, tempted in every single way, and he wasn't dragged down by the mess. He wasn't drowned in the pain. Actually, He laid himself down in the pain and he rose again and said, you got nothing on me. He's perfect because he shows us how it's done. He shows us how to stay plugged into the Father through the thickest and the thinnest of times. He himself was tested and he did not falter. That's what it says in I got applications. Live in this Christmas, Christmas time as we move into this new year. And I want us all to stand. Raise up your hands like this. This should be our posture. We worship as we walk into 2020, we are worshipers. Now lower your hands like this. Receive his presence in your suffering. Receive the truth that you are not alone. You are never alone. Hold hands with your brothers and sisters to your right. He has made us family. Jeff, what, what are you doing? No. <laughs> Jeff's just like stuck in cement. <laughs> you, you can move. It's, remember that first time you realized it's a mobile phone? <laughs> There's no cord. Anyway. We are family. 
And picture that Jesus the Christ is holding hands with us right now. And now link arms. Live. First, before, this is an amazing picture. This is an amazing picture of the church. Honestly. It's deep and profound because this, this is what reality is. The author of Hebrews, how many people did he see in this room? The answer is one. We are one people. And we are one people raised from the dead in Christ, victorious. Live into 2020 who you are. And all God's people said, Let's stay standing, or should we sit down and worship? Let's stand up, yeah. Please be seated. Part of the journey together is we give unto God and we give unto this, his local outpost of his kingdom. And he blesses it and uses it to change things. This morning's tithes and offerings are now received.
You may be seated. My prayer for each of us as we enter into 2020 this week comes from Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill us with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, each one of us will abound in hope. Shall we pray? Father God, we worship and praise you this last Sunday of 2019, and we pray with expectant hope for 2020. Thank you, Lord, that we live in a country where we can freely worship you. We pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ all over the world who do not have this freedom, and we pray for each one that they may feel your very presence with them today. As we head into this new year and new decade, continually remind us of this privilege to worship you freely, and let us not squander that responsibility that comes with it. Give us each the courage to speak boldly of your redemption and saving grace, that others may come to know you and know you more deeply. We live in a world, Lord, that needs a fresh touch from you. So much rest, so much uncertainty. We pray for the peaceful resolution of the continuing protests in Hong Kong. We pray for your peace that transcends all understanding in this new year, in our homes, in our church, in our city, in our country, and in our world. Protect the world from any aggressive actions that may lead to war. For 2020, we pray. We pray for peace. Father, we pray for those around our country experiencing challenges from the many winter storms. Keep them safe. Keep them warm. We pray for your wisdom for the leaders of our country as impeachment proceedings progress after the new year. Guide our leaders to review the evidence, discern your truth, and vote their conscience, not just their party line. Lord Jesus, as we enter into this new year and a new chapter at PCC, we continue to pray for Pastor Jason, Malia, Zeke, and Elsie. Grow their relationships here and their sense of belonging. We pray, too, for PCC's future and all that you have planned. Father, the holidays can be festive, but for some they are not. We pray for those who are lonely or grieving, that you would be their comforter. We pray for those unemployed, underemployed, or struggling financially in their retirement, that you would be their provider. We pray for those facing health challenges and crises, that you would be their sustainer and healer. And as we continue to pray for our congregation, we pray for the Farless family as they mourn Kathy's passing, as we all do. May you receive her into your kingdom with great joy until that day when we are reunited once more. We pray, Lord, for anyone here that needs a fresh touch from you. 
may each of us feel your very presence. You remind us, Lord, that if you are with us, who can be against us? So we remind each other, no matter what we are dealing with, that you will never leave. You will never forsake us. Never. Hear our silent prayers, Lord. We continue to pray in the way you taught your disciples to pray, Jesus, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As we continue to worship, please stand. Let's join our voices and go tell it on the mountain. you're going to start playing with your elbows. That was crazy good. Now may God's face shine upon you. May the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit guard and keep you. And may the peace of Christ, which transcends all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds today, tomorrow, and forevermore. See you next year. Amen.